In a world where sports rule the airways, there are two who dare to break from the norm. It's time for the Movie Zone, starring Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot. Now playing on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Movie Zone, we're back. I'm Austin, he's Johnny, and joining us live. Yeah, it's big news, big news here, Austin. The return in person, at least I don't know when the last time I saw him in person. Really? Larry Tassoni, film man himself. He's here to fix the show. Hortfoot. That's got to catch. That's got to get traction. Hortfoot. I like one that. of my favorite nicknames. We need to get like stickers and t- temp tattoos and t-shirts and We need them temp out. tattoos. It's real tattoo time. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's go Personalized all the way. license plates, all everything. Of it. All, all of it. it. Okay, I'm, I'm good. You funding that, Austin? Hortfoot? Yeah. Am I funding it? Yeah, you're going to fund it? <laughs> uh, Gordon Monson said he will. It's fine. Whoever. And if you say it on radio, now legally he has to. He so. has to. It's how it is. Uh, Larry, welcome. When was the last time you and I saw Gosh, each other? I, I honestly don't remember. I know we've talked quite often through the the, the magic of technology, but it's yeah. got to be close to two years probably. No wow. way. I wow. Mean, really? I mean, what are we, like 18 months oh or so gosh. into the into the pandemic and- you wow. know, so maybe it's like 19 months or something. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I, <laughs> so. I mean, we, I, we, all three of us went together to the Space Jam yep. oh, preview. Yes, correct. we did. But I came in after the lights had gone down, and I left before the lights had come up. Mm. And so, yeah, Johnny and I are hanging out all the time now. Yeah, That's we're right. buzz, man. We're talking all the time. Phil, I feel a little like uh, I'm, I'm getting third third seat here on the show. Well, also. you're not hanging out with us. Well, that's what you get with a three year old. Yeah, you yeah. you do have you do have a point there, but my kids can take care of themselves mostly. You have some young ones. I, Larry. Yeah, my my youngest is five, so he's still not quite there yet. Although he might potty be... trained, I assume. Oh yes, of course, <laughs> of I'm <course>. not. Well, <laughs> you're a musician, man. I don't oh, know nice. what to tell you. No. I'll, I will say one thing. I know we got to get into the show, but before we came down here, Larry and I went over to the gateway and walked through. The megaplex. Oh, you guys did that together? We did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's jump right in. Let's there. do it. Let, we'll break tradition and start there I because know. it's huge news. The soft reopening of Megaplex at the Gateway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jeff yeah. has been Jeff Whipple of Megaplex has been very excited and rightfully so about this. Uh, Johnny has a personal connection at home. I do to the design uh, and things over there, and of course, Larry. That was you went you ju- you guys just went through it. I've not had a chance. What is to be expected over there? Let's go with Larry and then John. You start it, getting in on there too. Yeah, for most of our fans that know, the gateway has been closed uh, since February, uh, and we decided to do a complete remodel to the entire building. We basically gutted it. Uh, it's got a great new, fresh feel. Very classy. Uh, it's still a work in progress. Uh, that's why it's a soft opening to yeah. this point. We are planning a big blowout rededication, reopening ceremony, probably closer to October. Uh, but I don't want to spoil anything for Jeff uh, sure. back in the home office. So I'll I'll leave that. It's kind of stuff between up to now him. and the end of the world, we'll have that grand opening. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'll Hopefully. tell you, I'll tell you, it looks great. Does it's it? got a great feel to it. What's it's, the what? Give us a hint. Don't tell us what it is. But give us a hint at the biggest change. Fully luxury. Okay, that's all, a big hint. All heated <laughs> recliners now in all the in all the auditoriums. Uh, all the projectors are new state-of-the-art laser projectors, 
and we have Atmos sound capability in all of the screens as well. So we've really dialed up the technology upgrades, mm-hmm. the comfort upgrades. Um, people are going to love it. We, as I said, uh, started this soft opening over the weekend with little to no announcement. And we're already getting rave reviews from the guests that have been able to come through. And you got to go through it, John. I did. I did. And it, it looked great. It's uh, it's beautiful inside. It has gelato. Yeah, yeah. Which is awesome. And and if you've been to the Holiday Megaplex, they have the gelato there as well. And I, they have it at uh, Jordan Commons as well. But uh, for me, I go. I typically go to the Holiday one where they have the gelato, and I get it every time. And I'm excited that they have that gelato here again, Austin. I know you're excited I about gelato. gelato. But, I've had it at the Signature, as you're talking about. But I've got to tell you, the, the theaters, we, we walked in a couple of them. They looked beautiful. Just hands down, wood floors. You know? So that's my favorite. Uh, my favorite Megaplex theater is that Signature Theater up in Cottonwood. Yep. The but it's our luxury. That's what we uh, yeah. Branded it's by my house. our luxury, and that's what we've branded this location now as well. But there's only a, f- a, s- a few theater rooms in the the Cottonwood location. I believe it's six or seven, right? Six. Yeah, yeah, six. Six yeah. screens. And here six at Gateway, there. we're talking how many? We are now going to have nine auditoriums so here at the Gateway. Go. That's yep. awesome. Yep. And they're all, all the bells and whistles. Yeah. yeah. So oh, cool. and one of the coolest things, too, I'll, I'll, I'll drop this a little bit for the gamers out there, mm. is if uh, you can do our big screen gaming rentals in the auditoriums, and we're actually working on a separate space for the gaming. I'll leave that information for later. But if you do one of our big screen gaming rentals in the auditoriums, and you've got one of the new Xboxes or PlayStations, those are Atmos capable and you can play your games in atmos sound we did a test of it gosh and the the guys that were in there were people were coming up behind me and then all of a sudden they're on the screen and you could hear them in the left hand corner of the theater and they were coming from that that direction and so uh, so really cool upgrades in technology there are they still making mario karts I don't yeah, know because that's one I'd like to do in that. That would be kind fun of on the big screen. Yeah. Any driving game would be amazing, like yeah. in first in first position where you're like looking over the steering wheel. They that ought to also awesome. get uh, Jazz Gaming to do their their games in there. That's a that cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. So big, big, exciting things at the Gateway. Uh, the I, I know it's not the if the the Jordan Commons is the home of Megaplex, it's kind of our is. flagship location. It's the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to me, it was Gateway. Gateway was the first one I ever went to that was Megaplex. And that's because that, that's that's Larry, that's because he's Well, young. and Gateway's <laughs> celebrating its 20 year anniversary this year it as well. Is. So yeah. it's a big milestone for that location. Wow. I went, uh, went on a date my sophomore year of high school. You did? To that theater. And that was 20 years ago. Wow. When I started with Megaplex, the Gateway had just barely opened. So I'm also celebrating my 20th year with Megaplex this year. So, Yay. so it's a little bit of a. Birthdays all around. Birthday for I Austin remember. yesterday. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go old here. I'm going old school. Surprise, I surprise. remember when Jordan Commons opened up and how cool and unique it was. And I remember running into Tammy Reese going throwback. You remember who that is? The Stars player? The Stars point guard back yeah, in the day in yeah. the, was it the late 90s. She was there checking out the movies, and I was like, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? <laughs> it was awesome. so much fun. Uh, I do miss the, uh, the Mayan restaurant yeah. down at Jordan Commons. The cliff we diving. still have some walls in the background that are dedicated. They're, they're our 
off-screen areas that still honor the Mayans memory so okay great so it's not completely gone I love it loved it it was it was cool all right and it is cool and getting cooler with the new gateway digs all right let's dive into this week's movies actually before we do that we can't forget oh we, we already we bucked tradition yes we did to get talking about the, the gateway so let's get back to oh, okay the Sunday night movie night movie zone movie showdown I love the name of this I can't even the say it. Is awesome. I know. The Sunday night movie night movies movie on movie showdown. Sure. Uh, Johnny, it was your cho- your turn. And honestly, <laughs> I got to tell you something. I thought about it four or five times on Sunday. Did you really? I was like, nah, he'll get it. I'll get he'll it. He'll post it. I will get He's it. He's on it. And you weren't. And you didn't. I did it Monday morning. And that <laughs> counts only if you were uh, in the Hawaiian time zone and it was still Sunday. When was the last time you got a Sunday one right? Last Sunday. <laughs> okay, well, I don't want to hear about it then. Before that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no. But anyway, the Sunday night slash Monday morning, movie yes. night, movie zone, movie showdown. And this week was a bit of a uh, twist in it, because typically these two movies aren't great movies. How dare you? I know. And I know a lot of people that don't How like- How dare you do that to Homeward Bound? <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of people that do not like any animal talking movies. They just they're they're scared of them. Yeah, they're soulless. Right, those people. Right. <laughs> so this week I put Marmaduke up against Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> you know how how many bleach showers did you take after posting that? that <laughs> Can I just tell you I abstained from this week's poll just out of sheer principle. When I, I saw sure. when I saw that as the options, I just turned off my phone and walked away. Yeah. Well, you weren't I'm the surprised only one. you still came in for this show this week. Based it, on it principle, got two huh? votes. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> close. <laughs> no, close. Uh, actually, Marmaduke was the winner with 61% and Beverly Hills Chihuahua at 39%. But I got to tell you, it started off neck and neck with two people voted. <laughs> yeah, you and me. <laughs> right. And I, I, I'll be honest with you. I voted for Marmaduke because I'd vote for anything against B- Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, you're right. This is no Lady in the Tramp. But I wanted... Look, and there were some people that said... Uh, how dare you put this type of movie up? You know, and and I gotta be honest. They're right. There is still a better movie out of the two bad movies. There's still one that's better than the other. So so what it should have been is which talking dog movie is better. less bad. No, which talking movie is talking dog movie is better. Semantics, yeah, yeah. It yeah. works. You put lipstick on that pig. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we we have this showdown for fun, and we'll get back to having it for fun next week. But this week was not fun. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> just, I, you know, <laughs> I'm just not teasing. I, you can <laughs> find fun almost anywhere, right? But we, can yeah. have, we can have fun with anything. And you know what? I know people that do like Beverly Hills Chihuahua, and clearly 39% of the people on this poll thought so, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, it, there's a reason behind Johnny's talking dog madness. There is. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment. It's not It's not where I want to start with this week's no, releases. No, 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 no. Please, no. Where I would like to start, and, and Larry, uh, there's some big ones. There's seven new movies at Megaplex this week. But the one I'm most, most, most excited about won the uh, Grand Jury Prize at Sundance. Yes. It has a former Academy Award winner for Best Actress uh, in it, uh, uh, oh, what Matt, Matt Marley Matt Marley Matlin. Matt Marley Matlin, uh, Amelia Jones is in this. It's called Coda, which stands for Child of a Deaf Parent, or excuse child me, Child of Deaf Adults. That's what it is. Yeah, See? that's why Larry's here. And it's a it's this it's a family <laughs> film. Well, it's a film about families. 
and I think mm-hmm. it's going to I think it's loving, I think it's real, I think it's raw. Is it based on a true story? It uh, looks like it might be. I'm not sure if okay. it's based on a true story. I, I I mean, it was a Sundance film and it basically swept everything. It it, it won the U.S. Grand Jury Prize, the U.S. Dramatic Audience Award, the Special Jury Ensemble Cast Award, the Director won Best Director. I mean, it swept almost all of the major categories in which it was entered at Sundance. And it's just a beautiful movie with a beautiful message. Um, And so we're really excited to play it. Uh, albeit it'll be on a limited basis. The Why distributor on the film, yeah. not to get too much deep into the industry um, information, but uh, a lot of the Sundance movies, as a lot of people know, when they go up there, they're looking for distribution. They're looking for someone to come in, purchase the movie so that it can get out to theaters. Looking for a deal. And in the last uh, couple years, with everything that's been going on, a lot more streaming services have been purchasing some of those films. In this case, that's what happened. One of the streaming services, Apple Plus, purchased the rights to this film. I see. And so they are going to do a theatrical release, but it will be extremely limited. Um, And we were able to get a print to play at the Jordan Commons location, so it is exclusive there. I will tell all of your listeners and all of our Megaplex fans, I begged and pleaded for more for more copies of this movie because I think it's going to be a big hit in our market in Utah. I think Utah really? audiences will will really flock to this film. Um, so uh, for now, uh, hopefully it's not too big of a drive for, for, that, for the audience out there, and they can come out to Jordan Commons and see it there. So, Johnny, the plot is, and I, I know you're familiar, uh, a family, the, the parents are deaf, mm-hmm. and they have a, a music store business or a music business? They have business. a fishing, a a fishing, fishing business. business. What am I talking about? And it's struggling. It's, it's not doing so well. And this is the story of how their daughter then kind of pulls the whole family up by the bootstraps and, and saves things or doesn't. And so being a PG-13, uh, Larry's saying it, it will work well in this market. It's interesting to me. I know that you've got some interest oh, in Oh, I this. have a lot of interest in this, obviously because she starts to pursue her love of music. Hence, I, also, Coda works both ways because Coda is also a term in music. And I think I saw the, the, the previews for this or the trailers, whatever you want to call it, and I was instantly hooked in. And I truthfully... and. Not not lying here. I didn't know anything about it winning all these awards at Sundance until the end when they show it. Hey, it won this award, this award, this award, and I'm like, this is going to be amazing. This looks great, and I'm super excited. So only at Jordan Commons, as you heard Larry explain there why, uh, but it appears to me to be a must see on the big screen in the theater, having that full experience. Uh, we know what Marley Matlin did uh, winning her Academy Award. Mm-hmm. She hasn't been like in the forefront since then, really. She was on Seinfeld back right. in the day, and but she, but this is, I think, um, a really feel-good movie, but not like sugary. Is that right. a good way to say it? Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to put it. It's real. It's, it's yeah. It, you know what immediately jumps out to me was a sneaky good movie called Instant Family. Oh, that is yeah. it is. That was a great film and not a lot of people went out to see it. Which uh, is a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. When when we have those, I always uh, you know, cry a little bit because there there are great films that come out that can be entertaining, fun, but also be really heartfelt and have a good message. That was one of those films and it shined a light on 
the adoption process and foster care and um yeah and that was i agree with you that was a great film uh this one should be in those along those lines and for someone like me who's really fatigued with the superhero bashing another superhero <laughs> over the oh, head here we go larry here we go <laughs> i need more stuff like coda look we have I'm a theory behind this that. i want you to know oh, you? we think you've been that talking about me on have, these little get have, togethers okay. yeah we've, we've been we've been trying to figure out your hate for the superhero movies and maybe it's in it's conversation it's fatigue i think it's lack of seeing all of them and there's so many of them you're not caught up that that's probably playing a role because I've seen probably half of them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I almost, you're left out. I really don't you have fell left out. much interest in seeing the it's other. Kind of like high school again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's speaking of twenty years later, I never got over it. All right, so Coda, and that by the way is uh, in segment two. We'll get your responses to our poll question this week. Give us your favorite family centric movies. So we'll get to that in honor of Coda coming out this week. Johnny, what else is coming out? Boy, I tell you, the other one that stands out on this list to me is Reminiscence. Agreed. It's a PG-13 mystery sci-fi thriller starring Hugh Jackman, Rebecca Ferguson, and I, Larry, I know you put this name in here for me, <laughs> and I can call you out on this now you're here. <laughs> you know her. It's uh, Thandiwi? Nope. Well, for a long time, people have called her Tandy Newton. Really? But she recently- yeah, recently she corrected everyone after all these years- and as, now I can't as, remember what it is. I think now you Welcome pronounce to my the world. th as Thandy. 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 Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I think the W is a typo in there. I could Do be I wrong. have a W in there? There is a W in there. Thandaway Newton. It's Thandy oh, Newton. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Aha! You got him. See? <laughs> Aha! Yeah, because that's what got you. Yeah. That's what threw me off the whole time. Nick's, Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, navigates the alluring world of the past when his life is changed by new client May. A simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her. Available on IMAX and Dolby Atmos Sound. This looks cool. It does. When I first saw it, the first, the first thought that came to mind on the trailer was, um, oh, what was that movie with? Now I just spaced it. Inception. Yes, thank you. I, uh, you kind of can play with the mind a little bit. That yeah. and also uh, it was with Keanu, not Keanu, uh, Keith or Sutherland. It gets with Keith or Sutherland where he would die and then they bring him back to life. They Flatliners? Did Flatliners, thank you. Okay. 24. 24? A no. Time to Kill. Uh, no. Oh, Albuquerque. No. no. Albuquerque. It was Young Guns. Uh, it's Hunger Games, so that's Young his Guns. Dad. Young uh, Guns. Okay. No, Flatliners. <laughs> it, it, it gave me that feel, but then I got deeper into the trailer and- it's totally different. Well, speaking of Inception, reminding of it, Larry, you shared some thoughts with us as you saw this in its entirety, and you you mentioned the the movie Inception, but another one that a lot of people either missed or disliked it, and I own it, and I watch it probably every other month at home. What was it that came to the other movie that came to mind with Denzel Washington, Adam oh, Goldberg, um, Deja Vu, Deja Vu? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, bro, what yeah, did yeah, I yeah, say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really, yeah, going into it, watching the trailer, I felt like this was a combination of Inception and Deja Vu because you have some memory uh, going into the memories, but in the trailer they show you these um, these effects of cities underwater, and it it, it felt Inception esque in that thing in that vein, but. Really, it's because this uh, the story is set in this dystopian future where I don't know if they specifically mentioned climate change or, or, or something to that effect. But uh, Miami, it's set in Miami and most of the city is now underwater yeah. because the, wow. the oceans have risen. And so it's, it's water Jar Jar world. In water <laughs> world. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I had that inception deja vu preconceived notion going in. 
And it was n nothing like either of those films. I, I mean, even from the trailer, there's a scene where Hugh Jackman is floating in the water, and I got like a Wolverine, yeah. adamantium feel to it. Yeah. There's all these. And then you get Re Rebecca Ferguson's in it. Oh, they she's were both terrific. in Greatest Showman. So I yeah. was like, you got a Greatest Showman re reunion going on. She was on. great in Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. she's mm -hmm. great in everything. And so I, I had all these preconceived notions going in. And I hate to usually do that. And I went in and it was like, it was nothing like this. This was, this is an old school classic gumshoe style and type of movie cool. where he's trying to solve this mystery, but it's set in this futuristic uh, dystopian uh, environment. Listening to you describe it, I, I get visions of Minority Report. I was a just going to say that Minority Report, where the the what they call I guess Oracle type people were you seeing the future. They yeah, see a future. Yeah, murder that's a good that's a that's a good call. And the the movie's writer and director is the creator of Westworld. Oh, so oh, this cool. is going to be so awesome. So once you put that together, Tandy Newton's in uh, in that. There's a couple other actors that are from Westworld, and when the credits came up, I saw her name. And thought, oh, well, of course it has these people and it has this because Westworld is very similar. Western environment with androids and a futuristic yeah. setting. It's it's a similar take on that. It's an old school story in this futuristic setting. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, all it was missing was was him walking around calling women dames and you know, <laughs> drinking his whiskey while he's smoking his cigarettes. It, yeah. It's really one of those old school, old school uh, detective type movies. So, and I like the note that it's only in cinemas. Reminiscence. Yep. At least that's what's on the poster here. Only in cinemas. Maybe that's this an international one, this thing. This one, that, yeah, that you might be looking at an international version. Am I? This okay. is a cinemas this is, is a, an international uh, award, yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Warner Brothers release, and all of ah. their films are also HBO Max HBO available. Max. No, this is but, not available anywhere but at Megaplex. Know, you, can't see, you, you don't have an IMAX screen in your living room. No, so. you don't. If you do, you're Gordon Monson, and uh, you're not inviting us over. So that is true, actually. Uh, so reminiscence, PG thirteen. Uh, excited to see it. The battle of the great Rebecca's, though, this week. You just talked about one with Rebecca Ferguson. Yep. Rebecca Hall, a very underrated, underfollowed actress. From, uh, she's British, I believe. Is she not? I believe so, yeah. Uh, she was in uh, The Town, I know, yeah. with uh, Ben Affleck and Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Yeah. Not a great movie, but not a terrible movie. I enjoyed movie. that yeah, movie, yeah. actually. And she was great. But well, this, she was in Austin's favorite movie, Iron Man 3. She, of course. His, all, of any course, yeah, superhero I mean, movie is his favorite. <laughs> so, The Night House. Uh, this is not going to be a movie I likely am to see immediately. Mystery, thriller, horror. That last word being... I'm, chi I'm the chicken here horror. on the show, and it's uh, the not, horrors don't do it for It's not like me. gory, bloody horror. It's okay. more psychological horror. So it's more um, Shutter Island, less... Uh, Freddy Krueger. Silence Correct. of the Lambs. Freddy Krueger. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Freddy Krueger is the Smiths. Freddy, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Uh, Mr. Krueger's Christmas. Is yes. That? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, uh, The Night House. Tell us about The Night House. This Larry. one, uh, the trailer for this is really, it hooked me in. Um, it's about a woman who's widowed, and she, her husband built her this lake house. And so she's at this lake house And grieving. she sends letters with Keanu Reeves uh, back yeah, in time? Yeah, through a, through a magic mailbox. Wow. <laughs> I think I've seen this. Oh, don't if you haven't. The lake house? Don't yeah, see that movie. All right, sorry. As, she, you were, as, as she's grieving and going through the grieving process in this house, she starts to see things, ghosts or apparitions. She's not sure what's going on. And it starts her digging into her husband's past. And it, uh, it unlocks these, um, I, I don't want to 
give spoilers and, and give give stuff away, but I'll, I'll I'll try to only quote from the trailer. But it's she starts to discover almost this like mirror dimension where she stumbles into an environment with another house that is is the mirror image of her own and people in it that kind of look like her but aren't her or her husband. And she starts to unravel this mystery. Is it in her mind? Do people really believe her? Is there really something going on here? And he was this architect that built this magic house that can can send send letters to to the future. So um, it's a a very interesting, unique film. So like you were saying, looking for those not the same copycat type of movies, this is definitely falls into that category. A fresh look. Like it. I kind of like it, too. It has a bit of Stranger Things, sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You know, with it's the, like, the house is the upside down. It's Okay, yeah. It's like White Noise with uh, yeah. uh, Michael Keaton yeah. meets Lake House with That's Sandra amazing. Bullock. That's <laughs> amazing. That was a perfect segue, Austin, to the next movie. Well, tell well us about it. done. Tell us about it there, fella. The Protégé, rated R, action crime thriller starring... My favorite actor ever. Samuel L. Jackson. He's close to there. Maggie Q and Michael Keaton. That guy. The only Batman. Made start sweeping up the set on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The only Batman. The only Batman. Well, I mean, Christian Bale. Christian was, Bale gets a nod. He yeah. gets a nod. He's, he was great, but he's not Michael Keaton. Yeah. Correct. Anna is the world's most skilled contract killer, but when Moody, the man who was like a father to her, is brutally killed. Spoiler, Larry. <laughs> Maybe he's not brutally oh, killed. Maybe he's spoiler. just nicely killed. <laughs> I can't unblow your mind once it's blown. Anna vows revenge as she becomes entangled with her killer. Their, their confrontation turns deadly, and the loose ends of a life spent killing will weave themselves even tighter. I laughed because Johnny skipped a word. I skipped a yeah. word. Which is a word I enigmatic. Yeah, good job. I can't. I, I have to I put really those focus. words in there on purpose. I because know I you do. Hear you say them. I know you do. Okay, so the protege. <laughs> I'll be real with you. My favorite actor of all times in it, so I will see it. But the plot isn't really drawing me in. Draw me in, okay. Larry. Let me tell you, I had your again preconceived notion before seeing this film. Okay. I walked in and thought. It's going to be another cookie cutter action movie. It's rated R. It's going to have some violence, and uh, you know, it's got some actors I like. But you know, we'll see. You know, what kind of content it has. I go in, and I was blown away by it. Really? It was so it was kind of John Wick esque mm. uh, with the action, okay. um, and it's got a really interesting story. It's kind of a spy action thriller. She's trying to discover who's killed her father figure that, that raised her after her parents had been murdered. So it gives you kind of a backstory on her and she's trying to unravel all of this stuff. Michael Keaton, um, it becomes her adversary in the film, but they have this playful banter back and forth where it all it, it almost becomes romantic. Hmm. Uh, but they're still on opposite ends of the same of the uh, of the same fight, and it's probably made the movie's probably made by the performances of Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Keaton. Um, and uh, is it Maggie Q? In this yeah, one? Maggie. Uh, yeah, Maggie. yeah, this one was, I came out pleasantly surprised by this movie. It wasn't just any other run-of-the-mill, R-rated 
action movie. It, it had more substance to it, and it was more fun. So for those fans that do like the John Wicks or those style as a movie, I, do. I think they'll really like this. They'll really like this one. And this one, this one was exciting to me, just seeing the whole contract killer thing. It reminds me of movies I've seen in the past. And in fact, our throwback movie was kind of based on this one coming out. Was it really? Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that in segment three. Austin, tell us about your favorite animated G-rated movie coming up next. I'm so grateful my child has not discovered Paw Patrol yet. Only because I hear that once a child discovers it, that's all you see at your house. Oh, really? It's Paw Patrol. I I'm going gonna, gonna to send it to her. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm moving. Uh, <laughs> rated G, though, animated family adventure comedy. This will make a lot of money because every kid in America and the world loves Paw Patrol. Uh, you know... Lane Armitage, Ian. Ian Armitage. Ian Armitage. Yes, he, he plays, has my. You have my syndrome. He plays uh, young Sheldon. <laughs> yes. Uh, Dax Shepard, who's married to Kristen Bell. Yep. Jimmy Kimmel. That one surprised me. That Jimmy Kimmel's in this. Yeah. Why? Well, uh, I didn't expect him to be an actor. Tyler Perry. <laughs> That surprised me, too, because I don't expect him to be He's an, not actor. an actor. No, the last one is the biggest surprise. Yeah. Of well, all. we yeah. know she's an actress. Kim Kardashian. Uh, she's in, she's apparently in this, or her voices. <laughs> her voices. <laughs> Ryder and the pups are called to Adventure City to stop Mayor Humdinger from turning the bustling metropolis into a state of chaos. So let me just tell you, because your child has not yet discovered this, that synopsis can describe any Paw Patrol episode <laughs> or previous movie. When I, that, when I read that, I thought, that's every episode that I've ever had to watch in my house. They're all trying they're all trying to stop Mayor Humdinger from Humdinger. turning everything into chaos. Yeah. I love it. Uh but obviously this is the one to take the kids to Talking uh, Dogs. Uh, talking Dogs. And that's why we got the wonderful movie night movie zone showdown thing this week that we did. <laughs> all right, Paw Patrol the movie. If you're gonna see it, you know about it. If you don't, you're probably not gonna see it. So uh, that's probably good. All right. And then finally coming out this week a couple others, uh Johnny Demonic no, thank you, but go ahead. All right. It's your favorite type. It's a rated R horror. <laughs> the, this is a real horror. It's a real horror. Not the psychological thriller horror. This is a Austin Horton has nightmares and needs therapy horror. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, is it Natalie Bolt with three T's? Sure. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Carly Pope and Chris William Martin. The guy I, from Coldplay? Yes. Okay. Yes. No. A young woman unleashes terrifying demons when supernatural forces are at the root of the decades-old rift between mother and daughter are ruthlessly revealed. <sighs> so, Larry, is it safe to say those who want their weekly really bad horror movie, this is what you'll go see? If you're the hardcore horror demographic, like, this is your movie. So Adrian you know, they, are out there. He'll be seeing this. Yeah, the yeah I'm sure yeah. he will. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the synopsis doesn't really give a lot away uh, about it, but uh, just to go a little bit deeper into the story, Please, I don't know if, 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 if that's necessary, <laughs> you know, if we really need that. But um, it, it's a neat setup because the the mother in this is somehow possessed in some way, and uh, she had, I don't know if she had a stroke or she had some kind of attack, but she's in this facility where they've got her hooked up um, in a coma to this virtual reality system. And the daughter has to go in after her to try and see if they can draw her back out. Oh, wow. And the and the possessed being or something demon then starts going after the daughter uh, and, and then go she the potentially light, brings it back out into the <laughs> into the real world with her. Type of thing, so it's a it's interesting. Like I say, if you're into that stuff, then you'll definitely want to see this. Let's one. see, terrifying demons, 
supernatural forces, and a rift between a mother and daughter. Austin, this is your movie. Sounds like my uh, life story. Tell you that right. Yeah, now. this is you. Uh, all right, and then of course there's a documentary called Last Man Standing. All about uh, Suge Knight, Tupac Shakur, and Biggie Smalls. Yeah. If you're not familiar with that story, it's fascinating. And uh, as I've mentioned many times, this is a documentary, and I think it's awesome, Larry, that Megaplex keeps yes. putting documentaries out. Even if it is just a limited uh, release, which this is exclusively at the Gateway. Yeah, downtown at the Gateway. Come check out the new uh, the mm-hmm. new digs there. And uh, I appreciate the... The shout out uh, every all uh, each week when you're talking about our documentaries, we do our best to bring a real wide variety of films, not just the mainstream blockbusters. We want to try and meet all of our audiences and, and every interest that they have, and this is definitely uh, a chance to do that. So. Right down to the WWE Summer Slam. I know it's coming. Available on Saturday, uh, August 21st, at select locations. I was just hearing from one of our custodians here at Vivint Arena. When is when is or do you know if wrestling's ever coming back to Vivint Arena? And really? Can you get me tickets? And now I can say, hey, not at Vivint Arena, but right here in town, you can go see on the big screen without the smells of the other uh, wrestling fans. Yeah, and this is the first time <laughs> the WWE is actually going to uh, have one of their pay per view events in theaters. For years, we've had people calling us saying, why can't we see WrestleMania? Why can't we see SummerSlam? Mm. And and they haven't made it available to theaters, and this is the first time they're doing it. So uh, we've got, I think, eight or nine locations uh, from north to south throughout the state that are going to be playing it. So, Well, Larry, you know wrestling's real. It's real. The WWE Just, is real. Hey, I, I, for a point in, for a portion of my life, was really into the WWF. Yeah, me too. And hmm. Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Everybody, I was actually in the rock generation. Okay, I, I was in, uh, in. That's when I got into it through some friends that I worked with. Um, but WCW for life, right here. <laughs> ah. I will say that anytime somebody brought that up and said it's fake, I, I would say no, it's real. It's just scripted, right? Yeah, that, you know, you tell those people that are blowing out their ACLs and jumping off cages that it's not real. Yeah, for see real. See what they have to say. The to nine you, so. concussions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Seven things opening uh, new releases at Megaplex Theaters. As Larry said, there's something, literally something for everybody almost every week, but certainly that's the case this week at Megaplex Theaters. We went so long in segment one. We've got a, a short poll question responses to get to in segment two. Okay. Your uh, favorite family-centric films and from the archives later on. This is The Movie Zone. You're locked on to The Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. This is The Music Zone. Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot. The Movie Zone. What did I say? Music Zone. I said The Movie Zone. This is The Music Zone meets Movie Zone part of The Movie Zone. I said The Movie Zone. Let me finish. But but catch The Music and Concert Zone every Wednesday Did I really say The Music Zone? You did. I think he heard it wrong. He said, welcome back to The Movie Zone. This is The Music Zone. Oh, well, it is. (laughs) Okay. But what are we listening to? We are listening to Moby. And everyone probably just went, I know that name, but I don't know any of the songs. 
you probably know if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that's Moby. Oh, I know, no, because when I looked up Moby, I thought he was Fat Boy Slim. Okay. Because he's another <laughs> bald, skinny kind of hipster artist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe you don't know Moby. <laughs> well, Richard. If you pixelated my face, I would look you like could be Moby. Moby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get through this quick. All right, please. <laughs> Richard Melville Hall, born September 11th, 1965, professionally known as Moby. He is an American musician, songwriter, singer, producer, and animal rights activist who has sold over 20 million records worldwide. Moby pretty much found his commercial success with his fifth album, Play, from 1999. Success. Which, after receiving little recognition, became an unexpected global hit in 2000 after each track was licensed to film and television shows, plus commercials. It still remains his highest-selling album with 12 million copies sold. Its seventh single, which we just heard, Southside, remains his only number one appearing on the U.S. Billboard Top 100, and it reached number 14. Everything else about Moby doesn't matter. Next. (laughs) He's got a real cool neck tattoo, vegan for life. You Uh, guys share a haircut? Natalie Portman called him one of the creepiest people she's ever known in her lifetime. (laughs) I could kind of see that. Moby, our soundtrack of the week. Why is he our soundtrack of the week? Because he had something to do with our throwback movie. Stay tuned for that in segment three. Right now, it's your time to shine. He's Johnny M. Austin, Larry Tissonian Studio with us this week for Megaplex Theaters with Coda, the grand jury prize winner and other uh, award winner from uh, Sundance in theaters at Megaplex at the at the Jordan Commons Megaplex. Correct. It's a limited release. Uh, what are your favorite family-centric movies? We asked you on Twitter at Austin Horton at Johnny Lightfoot One at Zone Sportsnet at Larry Guffy. Goofy. G U F Y. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Larry Goofy. <laughs> uh, Roxy thinks he's funny. Said Boogie Nights. Uh, okay. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Johnny thinks he's funny. Said Star Wars, of course. Of course. <laughs> Hello. Megan says Dan in real life. Yes. Family Man. Terrible movie, but it fits in here. <laughs> Father of the Bride. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Great movie. Lyle. The Brady Bunch movies. Now, I don't know if he means uh, the the one with uh, Gary Cole as the, the dad and uh, Ben Stiller's ex-wife right. as Marsha. Is there others? Uh, well, I, well, didn't wasn't there a, Larry, a Brady Bunch movie when the Brady Bunch were on TV? Like a TV movie? Yeah, maybe. where they go to Hawaii and oh, he's cursed. Oh, I'm not on, that, that old. Was, no, okay. that was on that was on TV. That was just a couple episodes. No, this the only Brady Bunch movies are those. I like this answer from Papa Dave. The original Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball. Okay, have you seen that, Johnny? You nope. need to. What you've seen it, Larry? Haven't you? I don't think I've seen the original, no. Oh, and I The remake's good, too. I but. didn't even realize that it was a remake until um, it was last year. Somebody requested it for a private screening, and I thought, Lucille Ball did this movie? I, and how, how have I not seen this? So. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, Jenny says, Dan, in real life, there's a lot of really good ones. Mm-hmm. Mikey, I like this answer. Captain Ron. <laughs> okay. Great answer. Father of the Bride Part 2, says Chadwick. Uh. Hans Olsen. Says the original, he said family trap. He means parent trap. Parent trying trap. Haley Mills. Yeah. Uh, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dusty, or excuse me, James, While You Were Sleeping. You okay. like While You Were Sleeping? Yeah. You're yeah. a fan, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Johnny Thomas says airplane and it's not close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, with my favorite actor of all time, who's got a new movie out this week called Protege. 
Michael Keaton in Mr. Mom. Oh, oh, that's great. That's a good one. Viking Ute says Fast and Furious Saga. Well, it's family. It's all about family. It's all about family. Yeah. That's about Soulful as much family. a family film as the Guardians of the Galaxy is a family film. Hey, that's a good one. That's a family that's a film. family. Yep. <laughs> uh, Back to the Future from Brett McCormick. Is that a family film? Yeah, it's all about saving his family. Or is that a weird movie about an old guy telling a young guy to show up in a parking lot at 1 a.m. and bring a camera? I mean, if you want to do honest trailers on it. That's kind of creepy, uh, but Bra- a good movie. <laughs> I can't tell if Braden's being for real here. Daddy's Home, an absolute knee slapper. I like that. I like the, I like the original real? one. I've yeah, not seen one. Daddy's yeah. Home. Yeah. So. yeah, that's a good one. The Will second Ferrell, one with John Mark Lithgow, Wahlberg. right? Yeah. yeah, and Mel Gibson, uh, yeah. Fathers, yeah. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean came in a couple times from a d- few different people. Is that f- well, I guess you get into the family in version 17. Home Alone, Willy yeah. Wonka, yeah. National Lampoons. Okay. What, bedtime, vacation? Bedtime stories. Yeah, Vacation. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. McClintock. Hook. Uh, but my favorite answer this week comes from none other than Jake Scott, The Royal Tenenbaums. That movie flew under the radar for most people, That's and I a, love it. It's Wes Anderson's Wes best Anderson. work. Yes. Yeah. Really? Did you did you like it better than The Life Aquatic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moonrise Kingdom's good. Yeah. Did you see Budapest Hotel's fantastic? Awesome. Yeah, that one I thought was was great. Yeah. But uh, I love the Royal Tannenbaum's is my favorite. Okay. Of Wes Anderson, uh, and then of course I mentioned Instant Family in segment one. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, oh, Rose McGowan is that who is that her name that plays the mother in Instant Family? Yes, the girl that played Dora, <laughs> Isabel uh, <laughs> Torador or something like that. But now it's Isabel Merced. Merced, she, yeah. She changed her last name to her, I think her mother's maiden name um, for a more spiritual connection to her roots and cool. background. I don't know that anybody wanted to know that. but That's, that's the stuff you only get when Larry's in <laughs> That's studio. good stuff, though. Uh, so there you go. Our family-centric uh, poll question this week, because Coda, child of deaf adults, PG-13 family-centric movie that uh, won all the awards at Sundance, starring uh, an Academy Award winner in, in Marley Matlin. And uh, Larry, you say it's going to do well in this market and people should see it. Uh, absolutely. So do, we'll go. Do we have time? Can I give my answer? Yes. What's you your know, answer? The, the the right answer out of all of these uh-huh. is, is obviously Deadpool two. Deadpool two. If you remember at yes. the end of that movie, <laughs> yes. he says, you know, it, this movie is is family. It's it's the ultimate f word. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. As he builds his, that is his true. family. No, that's if, right. if I had to give a real answer, um, <laughs> yeah. I I would probably go with about a boy. I think that's a. That's oh one, yeah, that's a really good one. That wonder center, centered around family. Well, wonder's a good one too. Yeah, about a boy's t- fantastic. By the way, before we break, Deadpool three now on my mind, and we didn't even mention the success that Free Guy had no. at Megaplex last yeah, week. Yeah, we should actually take a second and thank all of the fans in Utah because um, Free Guy did amazing across the nation, but specifically here in Utah, we had. Uh, our district location out in South Jordan was the number six location in the nation for Free Guy. And our Thanksgiving Point location uh, down in Lehigh was number 11. So two, wow. two uh, in the top 11 nationally for this movie. Awesome. And uh, I'll tell you, the projections going into the weekend were that it might make like $15, $16 million. And it grossed almost 30 for the That's weekend. Awesome. So. It shows that when a movie's uh, exclusive into theaters and it's a good movie, because I think everybody 
loved this movie, critics and fans mm-hmm. alike. It just shows that the power of a good movie. And I, I was telling Johnny when we were having one of our secret meetings without you, Austin. Right. <laughs> Many that of them. Um, I really <laughs> going to get a complex. I really <laughs> want to talk about um, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character's catchphrase in this movie, <laughs> but I don't want to spoil it for everyone who hasn't. So yeah. when you see it and you hear his catchphrase, that's all you're going to want to say to people. So <laughs> exactly. I'll, just, I'll just put that that's out awesome. there. Good, for good the people days. who have seen it, you are now laughing, and for this, the people who haven't seen it, you will laugh. It, it, it's and I just want to say, I went and saw it after our show last week. And Larry said this in his, and may, maybe you put it in my mind, but I wanted to see it again as soon as it was over. It's so good. I agree with that. If yeah. you have not seen this movie, it's family friendly. It's Ryan Reynolds' humor, but not with all the Dead bad Ryan words. Reynolds' PG thirteen right. humor. Right. And I will put not out there to the, the families yeah. that there is Most one. Of them. There is one f bomb in the movie. It's about in the middle. Yeah. So okay. just yeah, not family. <laughs> so just sneeze just in the be middle. aware of that before <laughs> we put the the fam the full family stamp on it. That yeah. it is PG thirteen for a slight reason, but really it's not too over the top. No, it's kids great. hearing it at school anyway. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. Great movie. Go church. see it. Trust me. Go see church. <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. We'll come back. We'll have a very brief episode of From the Archives, a movie that's 10 years older, older, known, little known, and unknown facts about next, right here on the Movie Zone. Locked on to the movie zone with Austin Horton and Johnny Lightfoot on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Final segment this week here on the movie zone Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot, and a special in studio appearance from Larry to Sony this week. Yeah. Larry, thanks for being here. Thank Always you, nice, Larry. <laughs> Thanks for everything you do for the Hortfoot brand here Love on the it. Movie Zone. It's Johnny, my pleasure. Johnny, it's time to uh, reveal our From the Archive subject this week. Yep. Known, little known, and unknown facts about... 1995's Heat. An incredible movie. Written the in, three of us all yes, agree. That's, it's a great movie. Is it? Is it? It's my favorite Pacino. Really? It is. Okay. I, Godfather be damned. Wow. Not that that sucks, <laughs> but I like Heat. Okay. And De Niro, Pacino, come on. Hard to beat that. Hard to beat it. Well, written and directed by Michael Mann, starring Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer, Ashley Judd, Tom Sizemore, John Voight, Dennis Haysbert. I was going to say has been. Brother played played basketball at BYU. Hank Azaria and the incarcerated Kevin Gage. I think Tom... Sizemore might be incarcerated too, or should be. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, it's a rated R movie with a runtime of two hours and 50 minutes. Yes, we almost made the three hour mark for this movie. Martin Scorsese saw that and said, man, that's a long movie. Yeah, no kidding. This had a Peter budget. Peter Jackson said, that's the first act, isn't it? <laughs> had a budget of $60 million and a worldwide gross of $187.4 million. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 87%, while fans gave it a 94%. Amazing. Good. Uh, a little bit of trivia. This is the first film to feature Robert De Niro and Al Pacino acting together. Not in a movie together, but acting together, which we created uh, pretty much. Meaning um, what now? Oh, in the same scenes? Yes. And, okay. Which created all. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it created much hype prior to the film release. However, they did both star in The Godfather Part Two from 1974, but never shared the screen together as the uh, chronological 
you know, the yeah, background wouldn't allow it. De Niro's like back in time. Yes. So, so when yeah. this movie was finally released, it was advertised, material promoted the film as the De Niro and Pacino showdown. Yeah, it's like the good version of Face Off. Yes. They didn't use a magic mailbox to communicate with each <laughs> no, other. No, no, like house one. love stories there. Yeah. No, yeah. You know what I found interesting about this is Val, Val Kilmer was mentioned in this. He filmed this movie at the same time he was filming Batman Forever. So he was Batman while doing Heat. So he did a bad movie while doing a good movie. Yes. Yes. Are you saying Batman was good? No. Okay. (laughs) Although the Val Kilmer documentary is really good. Yes. Now, speaking of uh, director's commentary, Michael Mann noted that Al Pacino improvised the line, she's got a really good, mm. Mm. (laughs) Hank Azaria confirmed it, saying that Al Pacino's unexpected outburst scared the crap out of me. (laughs) He just actually terrified me. Yeah. And that was 100% the look of shock when he you see the camera on him. He was not acting. Yeah, but Pacino's a straight-up crazy person. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. I felt that in that scene in his reaction, too, because I thought, he must be thinking, who is this guy? <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I felt what Hank Azaria felt. Yeah, for real, for real. Now, I want to add one thing. for one more. Okay, I'm going to add uh, one thing on this. If you haven't seen this movie or you just love impressions, check out Tom Hiddleston's, it's Graham Phillips, right, Larry? Uh, Norton. Graham Norton Graham Norton, show. Graham Norton show where he is sitting there with uh, De Niro, and he's talking to De Niro like, Okay, the character, which is De Niro, did this in the movie, and De Niro's like, yeah, I, I was there, I know. But he's acting out both lines of each person and, and, act, and telling De Niro how he played the character. It like, is so oh, amazing so that now when I watch Heat, yes. I can only see Hiddleston doing the lines back and forth and making the faces. It's Google... Tom Hiddleston does heat and watch that video. It is so funny. It's so it's good. It makes me want him to reenact the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Well, he's right? that good at it. Yeah. Like what they did with the Princess Bride. He knows it all off the top of his head. He's such a fan. Yes. Like the Princess Bride. Like the Princess Bride. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Larry, can't thank you enough for being here in studio and for the great releases yeah. at Megaplex. Thank you so much. Hey, and all the work it. he does for us, too. Without, I mean, we yes. say this when he's not here. We'll say it when you are here. Without you, the movie zone is just a couple of guys talking mm-hmm. with no real merit. So thanks for adding some credibility to the show. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And, uh, uh, you know, I love listening to you guys. So thanks for entertaining all of us. You got it. All right. For Johnny Lightfoot and Larry Tassoni and a nod to Jeff Whipple. Behind yeah, the of course. Scenes. Of course. Uh, I'm Austin Horton. That's been this week's edition of the movie zone. We'll be back next week. In a few short weeks, maybe we'll be out and about live mm. at a certain new Megaplex reimagined location. Hopefully. Hint, maybe. hint. Maybe. All right, it's the movie zone. Have a good night. Hortford! <laughs> <laughs>